five loaves and two fish, the story we have all heard about many, many times. Now, as I was saying, Mark is taking, he's, he's not really, we have not met, we met only for the first time, so he is taking a risk. Now, who am I? Give a bit of background. I'm victim war, uh, some of you already know, and we've come with Cuthbert, I've come with my wife, Charity, who is here for the very first time. And uh, two are better than one. And it's been great having her here. Um, and so that's great. But let me tell you a bit of a story uh, so that you know who is standing in front of you. So that if you are praying for me, you may need to pray a little bit more. Because when I was about seven years old, I think about seven, in the village, my father sent us to the village and I stayed there in the village. And my mother had milk, powdered milk in the store, storeroom. And she was away at, that time, at the time. And I went there in the storeroom and got out of the tin of milk. And you guess what happened? I opened it and took several scoops of the milk and put it all in my mouth. My mouth was full of white powder. And then my mother showed up before I could finish my plan was take it in before she comes, so she won't even know that somebody was, had taken some of the milk. Now, she found my mouth, it was all white on my mouth, and I could not even speak. Now, in English they say you are caught red-handed. In this case, it was white-handed. White-faced. White-faced. And that was it. Now she didn't whip me. She knew it's all done. There was, there was remorse, confession, and she was graceful. She just let me. And I, I felt so bad. What does that make me? Somebody who steals milk. What does that make me? A thief, eh? Okay. And I know you're trying to be sympathetic <laughs> over this child. So, Mark, you have just asked a thief <laughs> to speak to you. Now, that was way back. So, by the grace of God, we confess our sins. We accept Christ. He's forgiven me. But I just want you to understand that, okay, those are some of the things that happen. However, tonight, we want to read some scriptures. Five loaves and two fish, we have heard it mentioned several times. And uh, I'm going to read. And if you have a Bible, you read from your version of the Bible. And we're going to start the story from Mark chapter 6, verse 34 and 35. And we're going to jump to 37 and 38. So we want to see, um, read that passage, and I want us to reflect together draw some lessons from there. So I'm going to begin reading Mark chapter 6 um, from verse 34. When Jesus landed, and this is NIV, when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. By this time it was late in the day, 
So his disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late. But he answered, you give them something to eat. They said to him, that would take more than half a year's wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? Um, How many loaves do you have? I want you to mark that question. How many loaves do you have? He, Jesus, asks that question. Go and see. When they found out, they said, Five and two fish. Five and two fish. Five and two fish. Those words, I want you to mark them. Now, where I come from, sometimes I, I would ask, Cuthbert to tell Diane would you tell Diane five and two fish five and two fish are we hearing those words five and can you try them to your neighbor next to you and say my friend it's five and two fish five five loaves and two fish now Cuthbert you need to help me five loaves two fish Five loaves. You can come in front. Five loaves and two fish. So we have some fish tonight. Would you show us the two fishes, please? All right. Let's have the bread now. The bread. Let's see the five loaves. We're going to have a feast, I think, tonight. Yeah, I think you can do that. Five loaves and two fish. Two, three, four, five. Five loaves and two fish. Against how many people? Against how many people? You'll find out men only is five thousand. Uh, are we together? Men only is 5,000. For us to understand exactly how many people were there, if you read again, which is very interesting, in Matthew 16, verse 5 to 12, Christ recounts the story that happened, and he says something very interesting. Matthew 16, verse 5. And when they went across the lake, the disciples forgot to take bread. When they went across the lake, the disciples forgot to take bread. They they usually, it looks like they used to take bread. But they forgot. This time. Be careful, um, Jesus said to them, be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They discussed this among themselves and said, It is because we didn't bring any bread. Aware of their discussion, Jesus asked, You have little faith. Why are you talking among yourselves about having no bread? Do you still not understand? Don't you remember the five loaves for the five thousand? And how many basketfuls you gathered? Or the seven loaves for the four thousand? 
And how many basketfuls you gathered. How is it you don't understand that I was not talking to you about bread? Christ recalls the first instance. And he says, don't you remember? You have little faith. Don't you remember the five loaves for the five thousand? In terms of ratio, that's one bread to one bread able to feed five thousand. Or one thousand. Sorry. One bread feeding humanly possible? Is that humanly possible? It isn't possible. Something happened <laughs> to feed one five thousand men only. Now, the Bible says only men. What about the women? In every congregation, many times, in, in Malawi, for, for example, there are more women than men. I don't know about here. 50-50? More women? Yes. Of course, I have a persuasion. I feel like heaven will have more women than men. But that's just my... <laughs> I don't know. But... If men were 5,000, it means they fed more than 5,000 people. So, maybe over 10,000. However, his Christ says 5 for 5,000. What happened? It's very important for us to understand. And as I was reflecting, I was moved by the process that happened. I was so moved. Uh, and I, I have never really under, I have never reflected in that particular manner looking at what happened. If we go back to Mark, the, the scripture we read, Mark chapter 6, 34, 35, up to 38. See what happened. I love this. The Bible says, taking the five loaves, It starts there. Now it's Jesus taking the five loaves. Taking the five loaves, see what happens. Several things Christ did. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, number one. When you look at the whole process, it's not necessarily number one, but in terms of when it comes to Christ, that's the first thing he did. But in terms of the entire picture, that's not what happens first. So I want, us to, I want you to follow. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven. Taking the five loaves and two fish. Next, looking up to heaven. Number three. He gave thanks. And number four. He broke the loaves. Amen. It, it, follow carefully. It does not say taking the five loaves and he broke them. He takes the five loaves, he does a few other things, looks up to the Father, to heaven, gives thanks, then he breaks them. Very critical processes there. Now I want you to follow carefully. What, what did the disciples say when Jesus said you give them something? Before that, the disciples had consulted among themselves and said... If, why don't the people go into town in the bath? Okay? 
I think there are some shops there that are still open. And let them buy something from there. It's good counsel. From the council, the church council. Uh, but it's why don't they go there? What does five loaves and two fish signify and imply? Five thousand plus people. You do a survey, you search around, and you only have five loaves and two fish. What does that imply? It implies a situation of inadequacy. Insufficiency. Scarcity. Lack. It's not there. Insufficiency about what? In this case, it was food that was needed. Insufficiency. In situations we feel insufficient. That we don't have enough. Insufficiency of ideas. Maybe you feel you don't have enough ideas. You are running out of ideas. Insufficiency of resources. Are you there? Do you sense supply versus demand? That the demand, it can be finances, versus your supply, your pocket, there's a mismatch. Is it ideas? Do you have the ideas, even for the vicar and the leadership of the church? Do we have the ideas on how to run the ministry? You're in charge of a home group. Do you feel you have the ideas to do that? Egos, relief, and development program. Do we have those ideas? Cutting edge. Do we have that idea that would bring change and transformation? Insufficiency of ideas, of resources, of time. How many people feel they have enough time? How many people feel they need more time? Many of us. We don't have sufficient time. Now, in a day, it's 24 hours, but we feel we don't have enough time. Now, now, let's go further. All of us, we are born and there comes a time, there is going to come a time. We know that time. You know what's going to happen. You're born, there's time to be born, then there's time to, to die. From babyhood, childhood, adolescence, adulthood, and we get married. Like yesterday. We attended a wedding. Some of us, if, if, if somebody was getting married, it means the parents were giving away their child into marriage. Which means the parents are, are actually grown much, they are older. <laughs> now, what it also means, you know what happens? Then grandchildren come along the way. It means time is running out, isn't it? And, and eventually we don't have much time. And there are people I've heard somebody say, I know in the next 20 years I'll not be around. He said, I know. He's not a prophet. He just said, I know. What, what does insufficiency of time mean? It might mean actually you sense there's a very little time remaining, even in my own life. Now, watch, watch carefully what happens there. Insufficient of energy. You don't feel you have enough energy. Impact. Are we as a church able to reach out to our community and impact the community for Christ? You feel the impact is not where it's supposed to be. Insufficiency, scarcity, lack, 
inadequacy. This is very important. Let me say this. Christ takes taking the five loaves. Now I want you to follow carefully. Who brought the five loaves and the two fish? Do we know who brought the five loaves? Small boy. You find that in the book of John. It's a small boy. <laughs> small boy has five loaves, two fish. He had a good mama. Provided for him. V- very interesting. And the boy, from five loaves to two fish, the disciples go and grab the five loaves and two fish. They take it. What happens to the boy? He moves from five loaves, two fish to, to zero. Understand carefully. Now, where was the bread first time? The bread was in the hands of the boy. That's where it was. The next set of hands, which one are the hands? The disciples' hands. Very important. From the boy's hands, next, disciples' hands, what's the next set of hands? The hands of Jesus. That's where the miracle takes place. (laughs) A transition from the boy's hands to the disciples' hands to the hands of God. The hands of God. <laughs> Something happens when we put things in the hands of God. Taking. Taking means we have surrendered. If Christ is now taking the five loaves, if he is taking these, they are no longer with the boy. The boy has moved from five two fish to zero. Hallelujah. However, watch this. Taking the five loaves, they are now in the hands of God. What does that mean for us? Taking the five loaves, it actually means what is in my hands, which I feel is little, must go in God's hands. What I feel is little moves from my hands into God's hands. And something happens when something is in the hands of God. How many of us watch basketball? You have watched basketball before. Now, football. How many watch football? How many watched football yesterday? Now, if I see the hand of those who are at the wedding. <laughs> The braid, can you help me just move this? The braid in the hands of a disciple remains five loaves, two fish. Five loaves and two fish in my hands, they remain five loaves and two fish. You can put it aside. Anyway. Something very important. I was asking about football or basketball. I love basketball. I used to play basketball. How many of us know Michael Jordan? We've heard about him. So listen to this. A basketball in my hands, Victor, is worth $19. 
and I think a football also, with me, is worth, I don't know how many pounds. Football? How many pounds? About 12? A football at the foot of hurricane is worth how much? It says, a basketball in my hands is worth $19. A basketball in Michael Jordan's hands is worth $33 million. It depends whose hands it's in. A baseball in my hands is worth $6. Baseball. A baseball in Mark Maguire's hands. Do we know him? Some of you may not know him. It's worth $19 million. It depends whose hands it's in. Tennis. How many watch tennis? The finals are happening next weekend. A tennis racket is useless in my hands. A tennis racket in Roger Federer's hands is a Wimbledon championship. It depends in whose hands it's in. A rod in my hands will keep a wild animal. A rod. A rod in Moses' hands, what happens? Will part the mighty sea. Furthermore, a rod in God's hands. It depends whose hands it's in. Let's go to David. A slingshot in my hands is a kid's toy. A slingshot in David's hands is a mighty weapon. It depends whose hands it's in. Nails in my hands might produce a birdhouse. Nails. But nails in Jesus' hands will produce salvation for the entire world. It depends whose hands it's in. Two fish and five loaves of bread in my hands is a cup of fish Sandwiches. Two fish and five loaves of bread in God's hands will feed thousands. It depends whose hands it's in. Amen. We have to take our situations of inadequacy in God's hands. God will multiply them. What's the question? What do you have? So tonight I want us to reflect. What do we have? Another story in the Bible. Moses is commissioned by God to go and deliver the Israelites. He's fearful and he does not want to go. And there's a question God asks. And that question, you find it in... Um, In Exodus chapter 4, you don't have to turn there. Exodus chapter 4, verse 1 to 4, and it goes on 19 to 20. Exodus chapter 4. Moses answered, What if they do not believe me or listen to me and say, The Lord did not appear to you? Then the Lord said to him, What is it that is in your hand? What is it that is in your hand? It's the same question. For the five of Sufi says, What do you have? For Moses, what is it that is in your hand? God is always going back to something we have. 
What is it that's in your hands? Now, may I, in the congregation we have Moses. May I ask Moses to come forward, please? With the staff. Can we give a clap for Moses, please? You can come here, sir. And I want him to lift it up. If you can just lift it up to the congregation. What do you have in your hands? A staff. <laughs> a staff. When you read the passage down, it changes from the staff of Moses to a staff of God. With this ordinary rod, which was simply for take care of the sheep, the same rod, not a different one, passed the mighty Red Sea. God uses the same rod and says, point to the Red Sea. You may have to point now. Points it. Thank you very much. So I'm going to keep it for now. I want to go back to the question. What do you have? Five loaves, two fish. For Moses, what did he have? A rod and a staff. What do communities in Malawi have? That's the question. And that's the question Igos has been asking. Throughout Malawi, every church, every community, we are asking, what do you have? The rod of Moses, which became the rod of God. If the story doesn't end there, and I didn't have time for me to correct the other issue, things that I needed to collect. But let me just tell you the story. Then we meet in the Old Testament, Second Kings chapter 4, verse 1 to 4. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cries to Elisha, says, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord. But now his creditor is coming to take my two boys and his slaves. Elisha replied to her, How can I help you? What do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing at all, except a small jar of oil, olive oil. And we know the story. Borrows jars, pour the oil into the jars, and they says the oil will never run out. What do you have? What do you have? In the morning we read, I think it was Sarah, she preached, sharing to us, Peter, the whole night, catches nothing. And Christ says, launch into the deep. And what does Peter say? Lord, we've done it all. It didn't work at all. But Jesus said, but he said, nonetheless, at your word. And they did it, and they catch massive amounts of fish. How did the miracle happen? God used what was already available. The nets were there. The boat was there. The rod was there. The five loaves were there. The two fishes were there. The widow still has some oil. God multiplies all of these things. Hallelujah. The time you feel is insufficient must move from your hands, surrender it to God's hands. I have five years of my life remaining. 
what can I do with these five years in a sense that it has the greatest impact ever before? Martin Luther King said, I am so busy today, so busy that I must spend three hours in prayer. I couldn't understand that. Bill Hybels in the U.S., in America, is a pastor and he says, I'm too busy not to pray. I'm too busy not to pray. What he meant was, since I feel insufficiency of time, you go in God's in prayer, to God in prayer, and I commit the little time. In God's hands, one hour can accomplish so much. Maybe we may call that spiritual time management. Our ideas in the hands of God, God can multiply that idea into great, great, great impacts. It depends in whose hands it is. And this particular case, we're submitting everything in the hands of God. The gifts, what do you have right now? You have a talent, you have a gift. So what do I do? Now, you are in the UK. I come from Malawi. Does England needs the UK needs transformation? Yes. Does Malawi need transformation? Yes. <laughs> do you feel sufficient to be the agent of change? Do you feel sufficient? Let's forget about in England. Bath needs transformation. Do you feel sufficient? You're like five loaves of it's just one one you. Eh? Just one you. But what does God say? And God looked for a man. Not for people. Many. Looked for a man. You are enough in God's hands to bring transformation. You are enough in God's hands to bring transformation. Did you know there was only one David in the Bible? One Joseph. Not ten Josephs. Eh? One Paul. Not ten. One Hannah. Not five Hannahs. One Samson. Not fifty. One Elisha. One Elijah. One Mark. In, her, in God's hands, your life is enough for God to start from. Amen. All I have to do is, God, I surrender to you. I give myself to you. Use me. Amen. In God's hands, you are gone. Great things are going to happen. One idea, sometimes one song. Amen. One song is all that you can take. I don't have many gifts. Maybe that one gift is all it's going to take. I don't have many talents. Maybe it's that one talent is all it's going to take. Amen. One church. Maybe it's one church. That's all it's going to take. All saints Western, one church. Maybe that's enough in the hands of God. Not even maybe. It is enough in the hands of God. Amen. Now, it must move from my hands into God's hands. And say, God, here I am. God, here are my ideas. God, here is my time. God, here is my inadequacy. I present everything to you. 
It depends in whose hands it is. Now, here's my, my reflection. If Michael, Jackson, no, Michael Jordan transforms a basketball from $19 to $33 million, and he's human, how much more the hand of God? If a human hand can transform a racket into millions of US dollars, how much more in God's hands? The Bible says the hand of the Lord is not too short to save us. In God's hands, nothing is impossible. Everything is impossible. What about my children? I have a, I'm a parent. I feel inadequate. All I have to do is take my children to God. Amen. And say, God, I present these children to you. In my parental capacity, nothing much is going to happen, but I present this to you. And that's my message tonight. Everything in God's hands is enough for the unspeakable, the impossible to happen. And God can do that. And I would like us at this particular point, we're going to close our eyes. When you close your eyes, I want us to just reflect. Any area in our lives where we have felt, I have nothing. God says, that which you call nothing, in my hands, I'm going to do something great to change the world. He does not need David to come back at such a time as this, like Esther. You are enough in the hands of God. Now, no matter what the past has been, I come to God and I surrender. I say, God, use my life. As a community in Malaya, what we are saying is, this is what we have. We start with what we have. Let's close our eyes. And I want us to come before the Lord and present our seemingly inadequate selves. Who am I? Can anything good come out of me? Yes, you are the one the Lord is talking to. If you give yourself in the hands of God, yes, I am 80 years old. In the hands of God, something is going to happen with your life that you have never thought of before. And it is our prayer that God will use you so great in the later years of your life. Lord, I have few, few hours only. May God transform those hours into miracles. As we reflect, I want us just to pray. Let's talk to the Lord. And I surrender to you, Lord. I surrender to you, Lord. I give. My wisdom is insufficient, but I bring it in your hands. My five loaves and two fish, I bring it in your hands, O oh Lord. Father, my rod, which was my stuff before, I surrender to you. My profession, may God use it to bring great transformation. Shall we pray? Father, we come before you tonight, this very evening, in the name of Jesus Christ. That, Lord our God, there is no one else you are looking, looking unto. It's us here. It's us who are here. And God looked for a man. We are those people. And we thank you, Lord, for what we already have, which in your hands will be so transformed and great miracles are going to happen. Multitudes will be fed. 
the giving of the widow seems small. But we thank you that God, you're receiving that giving and you're multiplying that giving. Lord, I pray for all saints. It's one church. They think they may be a few in number. It, it is enough with you, Lord. We commit ourselves to you that you're going to multiply our numbers and pour a blessing as we surrender ourselves to you. And we look forward, Lord, to the abundance that only you can bring. We give you praise. We give you glory. And we don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. Not by might, not by power, but by your spirit. Lead us. Guide us. Because we know now it depends in whose hands it's in. And we believe in your hands great things will happen. We glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen.